0: Hello, everyone. It's Salman Qureshi. You're listening to the Expat Brat Podcast. Ho, ho, ho! It's going well for you, I hope. Uh, I, I don't know why I did the Santa Claus, ho, ho, ho thing. Uh, i <laughs> It's that kind of day. I'm. Uh, I'm still trying to get my head around what's happening in my life. Uh, <laughs> so this. This particular podcast is going to be deep and meaningful because that's that's the way I roll. People, uh, let's be honest. Um, since I've last spoken to you guys, I have not done much. Not going to lie, I've been just watching a lot of TV and watching my kids. So I've just been watching. On that note, you know, it's just two different things that I've been doing. Um, what is um, it's? I'm also like. What do you do, man? You look at the news and you're like, it's terrible. It, this is terrible. This is really bad. I wish this hadn't happened. So I thought, you know, I'd just share some past stories about um, about a comedy. I get asked this a lot about uh, comedy and, and this illusion that people sometimes have, right, about what it's like to live this life. And uh, a lot of people, you know, actually, when I was thinking about talking about shows and stuff, one of the things that hit me was... A lot of people, what they don't realize, is that so many of our projects don't come to completion or release. Uh, so many gigs or, or, or so many shows, episodes, things we do get released much, much later. And some of you might obviously know that, but you don't. I don't think people think about it. But sometimes for us, it's creating something and then having it released, like. Sometimes months after, sometimes sitting around, you know, it, may, it was a bad girl thing. Uh, what happened with Warner and the bad girl movie that may kind of hit me, and I, I felt so bad for the people involved, like the directors and the uh, and the actors and every person who put their heart and soul into that, and then the studio exec, this bunch of guys sitting in an office, just went, "Screw it, man." We've dumped millions of dollars on shitty stuff before, but this is where we draw the line. That's that's exactly what bugs me the most is they went with, for some reason, this is the time we're going to cut it. And I was looking forward to it because Michael Keaton was coming back as Batman. It had a good cast. Um, it would have been a bit different, hopefully. But no, we we instead get—and I know everyone has pointed out to the fact that they haven't canceled Flash yet they might do it now cuz people everywhere on the internet are getting angry because the lead actor has a lot of dubious stuff going around with him and and, and this kind of stuff is exactly what gives uh you know uh more of uh, what's the word um fodder to the the cancel people who want to cancel and and then to go look no one's getting canceled and stuff and they're right this time right i i i don't side with anyone but it's it's just it's terrible how this whole thing has gone around. What I found really funny was that they took down the Warner owns uh, what is it called HBO Max. I think it was they're the same company, right? And HBO, <laughs> so HBO Max. What they do? They they take down like eight, nine of their film shows just just without warning, just take it off. And one of them was uh, an American pickle, I believe, the Seth Rogan movie. If I'm not wrong, uh, they, they took that one down, and I was like, why? Why would you do that? It's completed stuff. You have zero cost of leaving it on as far as I can understand. And if someone watches it, great. So it's it, it, none of this is making sense about how it went down. I'm waiting for some conspiracy theorists to put it together for us so that we can truly understand which cabal is behind <laughs> is behind this. But then again, we might never hear that too now considering what happened with Alex Jones and what was it, $40 million or whatever that he – $40, 50000000 million that he has to pay out to the families of the Sandy Hook stuff um, event stuff. I, I don't mean to sound uh, is like it's frivolous or something. Um, yeah, so 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 that's the thing, right? <laughs> because he got sued, and that's a big—that's I, I, a positive thing. Obviously, I'm sick of these conspiracy people just going around saying whatever they want, and so it's nice to see that they are held accountable, right? Uh, and and yeah, so but but that you know that brings us back to my problem, which is we won't know the truth behind the bad girl stuff, and and that's uh and that's exactly it, right? So I I, I like I said, I just felt disappointed. For the people involved in it, um, I, I've, ha- I've been in similar situations where projects have been announced and then nothing happened. The first time it ever happened to me, <laughs> this is a series of bad lucks I've had. Well, I, I used to consider them bad luck until I realized it's actually very common in our uh, field. So we, uh, a bunch of comics here, we we got together and we did a pilot. Kind of like a sketch show mixed with a bit of stand-up this is about 10 years ago right for a channel in abu dhabi it was a new channel it was english we were really pumped the team that watched our pilot were very happy about it uh very pleased with it and then the channel got shut down <laughs> just when they were about to approve us We're doing a whole show series. uh, We got shut down. And uh, that was my first ever disappointment, realizing "Ah, that can happen Uh, just when we were so close. And then it happened again a couple of years later where a Dubai channel, um, we shot a a stand-up show pilot for them. And uh, again, they were impressed. It was shot really well. I liked the whole vibe. I had a good, great feeling about it. And would have really helped our careers, the comics starting out there. And then that channel temporarily got shut down. I think that was around the time the recession happened or something, uh, 2009, 10 or something like that. And those two early um, debacles in my comedy career really uh, put things in perspective. And I learned very quickly that, you know, uh, in some ways I had a lot of success to be able to shoot for these pilots but then to have it go nowhere, it it was a lesson in just patience and everything, right? And and that that's my early. But this kind of like if I look back, you know, I was saying it's not really bad luck. But if I really look back, this is what's happened in my career. I joined banking. Uh, I had a similar role offered to me by a very big shoe company, footwear company. Well, sports. Why uh, am I Adidas? Uh, right. And I went with my job in Barclays, I remember in 2007 or 8, when did I join? Yeah, I'm forgetting these dates now. And I remember telling myself, you know what? Banking's more stable. (laughs) Banking's more stable, so I'm just going to pick this career. There'll be more money, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Two years later, we had the recession. The banking (laughs) industry, the whole financial world collapsed. And I realized people are still buying shoes. So uh, hindsight, huh? And then I went into oil and gas for a while. Then oil and gas had a big crash. Then I went into construction out here, and construction, the, the company was diverse, but construction was their main stuff. That got shut down. And then I was in the events, theater performance stuff, and I was like, this isn't gonna crash, right? Well, lo and behold, <laughs> 2020, sorry. We had the pandemic, and our industry came to a screeching halt. So, so my point is, if you've got an industry you'd like destroyed, you know who to call: Coast <laughs> Industry Buster Salman Qureshi. And yeah, so maybe maybe I am jinxed a little bit, and uh, th- those shows happen. And then you know, I, when things like this happen, you kind of become a little cynical, or uh, you just hold yourself back from being overly optimistic about things and so uh, even when I had uh, some other channels I've done stuff throughout none of them blew up in the way I thought it might help me or do something for me and uh, it's not to say I've been very lucky to do everything that I've had you know there were some great shows the first improv show to be shot in the Middle East uh, I, I have had my some of my stand-up comedy specials recorded on TV uh, I didn't end up liking the final product partly because of my own performance partly of the setup and everything that I had been uh, had in mind and you learn from all of these things but at the end I just kind of went okay uh, so you know you, everything you feel like this one thing is going to solve all your problems and it doesn't it just bites you in the back and then you go, okay, <laughs> I still – I, I got to keep going on, right? And that's the way it is and, and so you do. So I I just um, – I shot a TV series – for a TV series back in um, – was it November, December last year? November, December. some Yeah, around that time and maybe we wrapped up a few things around in Jan if I remember correctly. We're now in um, – in august and we don't have a release date yet for various reasons you know so post-production is a big thing it's like you've prepared a dinner uh you've invited the guests and now you're just waiting for weeks (laughs) to have someone show up and it's 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 really frustrating at times um i think when you're starting out it really gets you I know I, I I do part of me has the patience now part of me just goes come on man release that stuff I did some good stuff in it then you see it released and you're like oh why did they put it out there I wish they had it. I wish I had seen the final cut before we had released that stuff <laughs> so it's a never-ending battle uh there's a lot of doubt in our in our in the in the arts I suppose and <laughs> we just we're just all... Uh, struggling all the time with the imposter syndrome, because when something works, you go, "Am I good enough to ever do that again? Was that a fluke? I, it's not me, right? Someone else that gave me that idea. What happened there?" And and that makes you just—it's re- really hard to keep going at it. You know, you just uh, you just kind of don't know what direction to, how to calm yourself down. Most of the time. I just tell myself, let's have fun and see where it goes. And that's, funny enough, that's usually when I've succeeded more often than not. Um, But we're human. And so, you know, this little voice pipes out every so often goes, Hey, so you're really confident about your abilities now, huh? Huh? You're having a great time, Salman? Well, what about your insecurities? I am your insecurity. Insecurities about your looks, about your art, about your jokes, about the material you're putting out there, about everything people are saying to you. And and it's not all a lot you know you you know that voice. <laughs> Mine is a really strange one. Uh they they're not wrong a lot of the time. They're not cuz um I've had this one time someone accidentally sent a message to me instead of to someone else and said, this guy's still trying to be a comic. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. That hurt a little bit. And I was like, ouch, man, uh, I wish I I don't know if I wish I'd seen it or not. And so, you know, some people will always hate your work and coming to peace with that can be difficult. And when you're an established artist like Jim Carrey or someone, then you can get away with experimenting and trying out new stuff or not working and not worried about the money aspect, the commercial side. But when you're um, any regular artist, the commercial aspect does play a big part in your head, man, because you're like, I'm going to spend this many hours creating this stuff for people and if they don't like it and it doesn't sell it doesn't get enough views on social media or it doesn't blow up on the tv channels then um i wasted my time and earned nothing from it potentially right so yeah that's uh that's that's a big battle and that's a legit battle if you're having that as an artist if you're a fellow artist um uh, the, the good thing is that you know, we persevere. The bad thing is, I've got no, <laughs> I've got no tips for you, except to just keep reminding yourself that don't go crazy. It's gonna, it's happening to all the artists, and so because we're all suffering, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know how that makes anyone feel better, but I, I'm sorry. I thought I'd motivate some of the uh, other artists, but I got nothing, man. <laughs> I'm still struggling with this stuff myself. So, good luck out there. And if you have if you have a breakthrough then send me a message cuz I'd love to I'd love to know how each um, each comic or each performer or actor or entertainer whatever it is what kind of art you do uh, what would you uh, what you do to survive through this stuff um, yeah and you know like I said at the end of the day uh, even when some of the stuff hasn't come through I feel like I've had the chance to learn stuff. I've had the chance to interact with experienced people. Uh, it's been great. You you just you 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 have fun stories to tell people. You know a little better uh, in a lot of aspects, not just about performing, but the commercial side, the contract side, the uh, all of that. Like you're just a bit smarter. So it's all a good experience. Uh, you just wanted to come together and have Hollywood then launch you in a movie. <laughs> Did I take a big jump there? I don't know. And um, and that's the only way you'll actually ever make good money. Or if you're like Louis C.K. and uh, get lucky and, uh, and people buy your stand-up specials off your website. He was a trailblazer that way. And um, I don't know if it works for anyone else. So... <laughs> It's really – I've just got no answers for anyone here. This is just a waste of your time listening to this podcast going – Salman, come on. You've had uh, over 10, 12 years of stand-up experience. What do you got, man? Give us something. Uh, And I've given them nothing. That's awesome. Uh, I hope I I don't disappoint my child in the same way (laughs) with my parenting skills because (laughs) – You know, Zayan still sleeps with me, uh, especially with the wife away right now. Uh, he loves to like. He he's a really strong kid. My kid is really strong, right? He's been like that from an early age. Well, he is only four, but I, I think since one, I've always noticed he's a very strong kid. If he was any bit stronger, I'd be like, oh my god, my kids from Krypton. This is a, this is Superman. Uh, and, and my light, the comics have come alive. So. He likes, like he likes to cuddle, but his cuddles are like he takes his arm around my head and just gets me into a headlock and just holds me. Man, he holds me so strong. Sometimes I need help getting out. Like I, I tagged myself out once and, and had to tell my wife, like you know, cry out to my wife and go, "Help me! Pull him off me! I can't get out! I can't breathe!" <laughs> it's like I just like had my hands up like a wrestling match, you know, pointing at the ref, and, and just saying, "I tap out! I tap out!" So he's he's really strong in the last few days with my wife not there. he's He's been in bed with me like really holding me down. So last night I had to like I I moved from one side to the other side just so he would not know I'm there <laughs> or something and I slept for a bit then he kind of woke up and realized I'm on the other side he came and hugged me again. I was doing that all night just flipping sides and at one point i was just like, hey man, I'm the dad. I'm the parent in this situation. I shouldn't be having to do this shit, right? Instead, I'm like running away from my almost four-year-old child. Like it was ridiculous. Is that what parenting is? No one tells you these things about parenting. So anyway, it just made me laugh because I'm, I don't know if like parents, uh, the takeaway with this, I do have a lesson for this. The takeaway is this, as soon as you can, get them used to sleeping on their own beds all the time and, and possibly in their own room if possible if you, if you have that kind of uh, availability because the later you leave it, now I'm not going to lie I love that he cuddles up with me even now and sleeps with me um, it's just, it feels so good dude uh, but yeah, that's the drawback I could one day not wake up because he's choked me to death, holy shit <laughs> so uh, I, I woke up also to this um, just seeing this little bit of trend going on about deleting Facebook. So apparently Facebook decided to share some chats of this mom who was helping her daughter get abortion pills. This is obviously in the US and um, and because Facebook released the chat to the police, they have evidence against her and she's in trouble and people are really angry about it and are like going on about deleting Facebook and I've deleted my finally got rid of it I'm not gonna lie right like I've thought about it a million times a day right every day I think about it and you just go well what do I do in case you've forgotten Facebook owns WhatsApp Instagram and our lives okay (laughs) so they they've already sold our stuff to companies they've probably somehow inserted a chip inside my brain while I was not looking through the app somehow. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's true. All right. Um, so what? We're too late. It's too late to delete Facebook. It's um, it's sad. And, I, and as a content creator or, you know, artists and stuff, these are the platforms we're left with. Where do you go, man? Where do you go? You go to TikTok. Then you've got the Chinese mafia behind it. I don't know what's going on there right you're worried about that you go snapchat and you're like "Uh, no one's here (laughs) sorry snapchat (laughs) and then what what else is left you go youtube it's google right okay probably lesser of the evil maybe apple should start a platform well they've got the podcast which is why i'm doing the podcast here in apple on apple right uh (laughs) just it's the only thing please apple don't do anything that makes me go i gotta delete my podcast now uh and i don't know what i do with that so so maybe Apple should start a broader uh, social media platform. Maybe that is their plan through podcast to go into that. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that yet. They're very purist that way. And I guess in a way I like that we all remember for some of us what happened with Google tried their social media platform. Uh, did they shut it down? I think they shut it down finally. they just embarrassed about it. <laughs> it's like just empty. No one went on that. That was huge, right, for a company like Google to fail that bad. Uh, that was a little sad. But they've done other great stuff. I like. Uh, I think overall, Google seems the lesser of the evils and stuff. <laughs> and what do you do, right? The, my point is, what are you going to do? You just have to go with it. And hopefully, they won't release stuff like this. What we should do is put pressure on them, right? That's what you got to stay on there and got put pressure. Because I heard they've been blocking Ukrainian people from putting up stuff about Russia. And man, this is makes Mark Zuckerberg sound so evil, right? I wonder if I put this podcast up on, I can't natively upload it on Facebook yet because the, our region doesn't have that. But if I did, you think he'd bring it down? You think he'd have people pick this up and go, oh, they're talking bad about me. How how, how many of these are they gonna catch, right? How often will they ban people? How You gotta, what do you do, man? What do you do? You, we don't have any alternative except to switch our phones off, and then how will I sell my comedy? So don't do it, people. I need you to be hooked onto this stuff like I am. We all need to be in this bad situation together, please. All right, is that clear to everybody? All right, nice. Um, <laughs> oh dear, I I just yeah, like I think what people should do is put pressure on Facebook, continue to put pressure on them through the platforms, put stuff on. Uh, I I don't. I, I sometimes am like, am I really that political? Am I? Do I really care enough about this stuff? I do as a human being. Uh, and then I go, yeah, well, I'm making people laugh, so maybe I should just stick to doing that, you know, uh, just do co- comedic stuff, do stand-up, and then talk about Facebook in, in my stand <laughs> See, it never ends. Um, one of the things I do, coming back to my comedy, is I've always tried thinking about keeping it broad universal inclusive for families or anyone to watch it and so i've tried staying away from blue stuff most of my career occasionally i'll do a little bit of a naughty joke or something but my point the thing is it's not easy because sometimes things do affect you and i grew up reading stories about you know one of the things that hit me early was malcolm x for example um just seeing some of the stuff happen to me in Saudi, directly seeing racism up so, so up close, and seeing how people can be treated like, you know, third class citizens. So it makes me, makes me a little bit like we should speak up. And at the same time, I go, am I the right person to speak up? Do people really want me to? And I do, am I intelligent enough, right? You have doubts about yourself about that kind of stuff? Anyway, what are you going to do, right? Just be, uh, just, just eradicate racism, it'll pop up in some other way. Why am I so negative, why? Why do I get on this podcast and I'm always negative, right? I, I promise myself every time I'm gonna say positive. Uh, look, this has been fun. I've been sharing some stuff about my gay, uh, like my uh, comedy career life and stuff as artists and everything. If you're an artist, I'd love to hear your story as well. If you're not, this is what goes on behind the scene, The the all the stuff going on in our heads. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's time for me to hit the gym because I, I, I've been eating way too much and I've been slacking too much. So that's not a good combo. I'm going to head off. I'll catch you in the next episode. Till then, take care of yourself. Make sure you share the episodes. It helps a lot for me to get the word out. Uh, show some love to the podcast people. Uh, take care. Bye. Or as a dog would say, woof.